Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings Super Wild Card Weekend DraftKings Picks. We are focusing on the Sunday-only slate. That is what the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League is for this week. Only 1,500 spots. It's already inching towards getting full. So, highly recommend that you go get your spots right now. Three max entry, $15 to play, no rake. I mean, it's usually the best tournament you can play on DraftKings. It is especially the best tournament that you can play on DraftKings this week as well. Tambo was the one who talked me into Sunday only. I wanted to do the full slate, but you, know, you said Sunday, and logically that makes a lot of sense. People love the full slate because it's six games and all that, and the contests are solid, like they're decent. But for me, I, I like focusing on the shorter slates. I think there's a lot of edge to be had. I think this slate is the best one when you've got Josh Allen, you've got Burrow, and then, of course, you've got that dome game with Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins and all the pieces within. So I, I think it's going to be a good slate to focus on. I think there's going to be a lot you can take away, and you can apply some of it to the main slate as well. So people should, if they want to jump around, we are going to talk about the other slates, not in depth like we're going to talk about the Sunday slate, but if you want to jump around on the time codes, highly recommend that you do that. Rate and review the audio pod while you're here. Subscribe to it as well. Download it. Help us out on that front. But if you want to help yourself out, highly recommend runthesims.com. This is the time of the year where Run the Sims becomes especially important based on what it does. I mean, Tambo, you know, like the showdown simulator is like where it's at. Oh, for sure. So showdown, it's especially good, but it works so well on these slates. That's why yeah. I bring it up because if you think something different is going to happen than what the general public thinks, and we've got some games like that, like the Giants, the Vikings, that's a perfect example. Or if you somehow think that the, the Bills do it on the ground instead of through the air and, and everyone else is playing stacks, you can find it that way and you could set it up within Run the Sims to however you think the game plays out. And these prize pools for just Saturday only, Sunday only, showdown, and even each of the showdowns for each of these – Nice, Massive. Nice, nice money up top. And, I mean, we'll, like I said, blend it in a little bit. Monday night, you know, when we talked about this last week, we were like, I wonder what they'll do. We know what they'll do. A million dollars up top for America's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys, versus America's favorite quarterback, Tom Brady. So that's going to be an excellent slate as well. And again, run the Sims for that is going to be huge. Uh, Three-game Sunday slate, $25 on DraftKings as well. A million dollars up top. Yeah. Kind of nice. You got to beat 117000 559 of your favorite friends, but you can do it. Doable. It's happening. So last weekend, I mean, runthesims.com slash mayo to get yourself a discount, by the way. And then NASCAR is coming back. F1's coming back. We'll have projections for all of that. I think those are free up on the site still as of right now until we get the full optimizer in place. But you can make sense of it any way that you want. The optimizer completely in place and all the tools for football. But I had somewhere to go with this. I completely spaced on it. That's how I do. Sunday. Listeners League. We got all that out of the way promos that fun stuff oh yeah i won two gpps last weekend <laughs> oh yes of course <laughs> on the saturday slate so th- so you're ready i made them on my treadmill when i was remembering that the games were starting what what were the teams uh, like roughly what, what stacks or what did you go with uh i ended up late swapping and the late swap got me to the w and two of them and like i came fourth in the 150 dollar before i didn't late swap that one out i didn't think i needed to mm-hmm. but i had lawrence and ingram and i swapped it to dobbs and woods so I'm trying I, to remember back. I faded Kelsey completely. What did you text me last week? Oh, that was golf. Yeah, why didn't, you, why didn't you text me the NFL stuff? I totally forgot. Yeah. He's like, and, I, and I got wiped out on Sunday, so it was like, all right, I ended up winning for the weekend, but it was like yeah. three grand one night because the GPPs weren't that big for right. me. Like I won the $33, like me and Pete Jennings <laughs> at the top. I love it. Uh, and it wasn't worth like tens of thousands of dollars. It was worth like 2000 bucks or something. And that's always the thing, especially this time of year, that I always forget about. Because, like, you'll win, 
like I, I played the smaller contest this year, like the 150 700 person instead of the 150 3000 dollar person. I just had so much more success. Oh yeah, in that tournament that I always forget. Like when, even when I see like a 33 dollar single entry, it's like, well, I'll, yeah, I want to play the one that has like 20 grand to first place, not the one that has two grand. But I always just do better in the other ones. Teach own. I like it. Like you said, I think it's a great thing you brought up. We talked a lot about it in strategy shows and on our regular shows throughout the season, just how you can get a bit more of a sweat that way. It feels like when you have your good weeks, even in the $20, if that's all you play, trying to get that million bucks, it's like you need the absolute perfect nuts, nuts versus these ones you can get away with a little more, of course. And you're playing against less players. You're playing with people with less entries versus the max and the other. Like there's just so many better factors to it that definitely one of the bigger things people should focus on when they're trying to get good at DFS. Yeah, the, the biggest thing that I had, I didn't have any Christian Kirk last week. That was the big miss. If I had Christian Kirk, I think I would have swept the board. I had, like, the nuts everywhere else. Because no quarterback really stood out, right? Yep. So, let's see. My contests. Recent. This is thrilling stuff here. Let's see. The bootleg. Won that one. And I won another one for, like, 300 bucks Because yeah. it was super small and had, like, 33 people in it. The lineup was Dobbs, Henry, and McKinnon. Devontae Adams, Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro, Okongwo, Robert Woods, and the Flax and Chiefs D. And do you remember what you late swapped in? Yeah, I, sw- I late swapped in Dobbs and Woods for Ingram and Lawrence. Okay, nice. Yeah. Just because I figured everyone had Lawrence left. Yeah, and the late swap works. Sometimes, you know, people are scared to do that. In this case, it helped you and got the W. So. It, well, I, I ended up having to leave like $2,000 on the table. Just like, well, this is my only move. If I swap out off of Lawrence, I have Dobbs. Mm-hmm. That's like a $2,000 difference right there. Speaking of leaving $2,000 on the table, that, that yeah. might be a thing to do on this three-game slate with 117,000 people and a lot of similar builds, build well, let's, types. Let's talk about the Sunday-only slate. Again, the PME Listeners League down in the description. You can go get that one. I want to narrow it down to the stacks that I actually want to play. I don't want anything to do with this Raven-Cincinnati game whatsoever. I, don't, I mean, I could pick a piece from each team. I don't want to play a Burrow stack against this defense. I don't think they're going to go balls to the wall. I think they're just going to beat them. And it's not going to be a pretty game. Third time they've played. The run defense for the Bengals have been really good uh, ever since DJ Reader came back. So I don't even know how much I like J.K. Dobbins in the game. We know they're going to use the split. Don't like anyone offensively for the Ravens. If I could get to one of, if I could pick right between Chase, Boyd, the Crocodile Hunter, Steve Irwin, (laughs) or whoever it might be, Hayden Hurst, like to get a play. But that's just the game that I want to stay away from. Do you, like, do you want to attack that game? I have. I will, I will because it's a three-game slate, but I will say one thing. One guy I am interested in, assuming he's going to be the guy that gets in. They kind of went, we knew Lamar. Lamar posted the tweet. Oh, Buffalo, I mean, Baltimore, sorry, is done. Like, they've pretty much waved the red flag, but, or the white flag, sorry. But what I would say is Tyler Huntley, if he plays at 5,000. I mean, Dobbins is still... Who knows what he's going to do, but uh, Gus Edwards, sorry, is still banged up. He had a concussion protocol, I believe, so we're not sure on him. But Huntley can actually rush. And if you've got Mark Andrews here and he's got an extra week off health, he would have played last week. There's yeah. no reason no, for I him agree. to go. I'm just saying all I will do is that, play those two. And then because I'm doing that, I'm definitely playing Barkley. And the reason I say that is because it's everyone. What, what anyone will say to me and what you were probably about to say to me is why are you playing Huntley when it's 600 bucks more to get a guy like Daniel Jones? Or you can just go up. I'm saying the reason I would do that is I would go Huntley, Andrews, Barkley, and then eat in to that ownership on Daniel Jones that way. So projections-wise, looking at it, like there's not a significant difference right now in terms of the medium projection between Huntley and Skylar Thompson. Mm-hmm. And, t- and Tyler Huntley's dealing with like tendonitis in his throwing hand. Yeah, I care more <laughs> about his running. I see 100 yards on the ground is possible, I mean, especially I, I, with the way they're running his setup. You, is, you so. say you say that. What do you think the most he's ever had in a game is? More than that. More than 100? Yeah, let's see. I, I would find that hard to believe. Maybe I'm dead wrong on that. I don't feel like he rushes that much. 
Yeah, you'd have to look it up. I, I just the, think, again, it's the possibility. The, this that, season, the most he's had in a game is 41, and that was in his first game under center against the Broncos. Last year, yeah, he did go 72-73 and 73 against Green Bay and Pittsburgh when he came in. So it's there for him to have those, like, 12 carries. Yeah, it's not as likely, carries. and he's definitely not the top of the board. You just asked him, am I going to be interested in anybody in that game? And I think both, I mean, again, too, the other thing is, don't forget this, Josh Allen up top, Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins in the Dome. If Burrow is going to be the fourth highest owned quarterback, they, which he will be, they can definitely get there through the air on Baltimore and win the game that way. Yes, yeah, that would be, if I was going to do it, it would be. I just I'm overstacking the Burrow side is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like if I go there, I'm saying you, you could go Burrow, Higgins, Boyd, Hurst. Don't even run it back if you don't want to. See, I always find on one of these slates. slam it. The, I've had success on some of the smaller slates only. And like, I thought that Renfro was going to be that guy last week. Like, right. oh, no one's going to fucking play Renfro. And like, I'll just play him. And he'll be like my one-off guy. And Okongwo was the other one. And Congo and, and just fade Kelsey. Mm-hmm. That was the move that I wanted to make. And I felt like that would give me enough leverage if that worked that I could just have the chalk plays at every other spot. And that turned out to be correct. But this week, like if I, I want to find like the one or two guys that we can kind of mix through, like on Thanksgiving day, it was Richie James. Mm-hmm. Like if you had Richie James, you were looking good on Thanksgiving. Like he was that piece, that $3,000 guy that you kind of had to have to make everything else work. Feeling like it might be Irwin from the Bengals this week. Yeah, could, could be. <laughs> I'm going backwards with the guys that I like because Huntley and then I went to Daniel Jones or sorry to Burrow. Now I'm going to go to Daniel Jones because you brought up James. There is, to me, there's no, I know everyone's going to cite his price and his 26% target share and all that with Richie James, but you've got Slayton, you've got Hodgins, you've got Bellinger. I think you just mix them through. You do, but you also don't have to, and this would be a hot take. I, 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 also, I also wouldn't play Bellinger. That guy reeks. D- it doesn't d- yeah. do anything. He's, not a, he, he's 18%. My point is he's, he's 18% target share, and Richie James is, 30, is 26, and everyone's going nuts for James. It could easily be that. We literally just saw this two weeks ago with Dorch and with McBride. Every, oh, you got to play Dorch. Every time he gets 10 targets, he did again get 10 targets, did nothing with them. McBride got 10 targets and caught nine of them for whatever. And it just, you fill out the tight end spot, which is harder to get right. So you just throw it in with your quarterback. But what I was going to say is I definitely think there's an argument to be made, especially on this slate. It works for the Jacksonville slate with Lawrence and trying to pick through his guys. Here though, we're talking three game slate. Josh Al, or sorry, Daniel Jones, Barkley, done. Take up the end zone, and one, Daniel Jones can run them in himself and take that up. Two, you don't have to play the guessing game on those other guys, and you still have the money to spend for other slots in there, and you just pick it up that way. It's definitely something I've seen done plenty of times on these shorter slates. On these shorter slates. I can see how that can work. My one issue would be, like, if you're going to get, and we even saw it the first time around, Giants against Minnesota. Not to say that's going to be a carbon copy game Mm -hmm. for this time through, but you can just pass all over. They have no pass defense. They can, and here's what happens, though, Pat. Then it goes six for 40. Six for 60. Yeah, and it gets Barkley and Jones up. get the touchdown. It's all divvied up on these cheap guys. And can they work and still fit in? Yes, I'm going to be stacking them. I'm going to be overstacking them. I'm gonna, you know, if everyone's playing James, maybe you go Jones, Hodgins with Slayton and leave Bellinger and the other guy out, Richie James. But my point would be there's something you can do like that where you don't have to worry about who that guy is. Right now on the, on the shorter slate, as I'm looking at it, projected ownership on Richie James around 40%. Yeah. That is up with Diggs, Chase, and Jefferson. Yeah, it's because he projects the best. He does project the best, but it's I mean, insane but, when but you like, look at what you the other three play, guys do. If yeah. you just wanted to play Isaiah Hodgins or Slayton instead of Richie James, like yeah. that, that makes a ton of sense too. I love that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to me, all three of them pop to the top, but it's like thirty or forty percent range. I'm putting a bigger target on it, but or a bigger range on it. But James, then it's like okay, Slayton. Everyone's going to say maybe he gets to twenty to twenty-five range, and then Hodgins is what. 
12 to 20 somewhere. I'm putting bigger ranges on these guys, but you know what I mean? So it's to your point, it could absolutely be any of those guys. So of the top end guys to look at, like, what do you want to do with the Dolphins? Anything? Probably uh, the biggest discussion there is going to be at the running back position. I was going to say Tyreek. What do you do with Tyreek? Because he's being played, but he's being played behind yeah, basically everybody. Yeah, I mean, their offense is very bad through the air with any other quarterback than Tua. So uh, is he a good contrarian play? Can he break a slate? It's Tyreek Hill. Yes. That, that's the only reason I wanted to talk about Tyreek was yeah. if we're talking about someone who legitimately can break the slate, it's him. Yeah, the challenge is he's the exact same price as Saquon. He's very close to the price of Chase. When was the last time Saquon went off in a game? I know he led either week 16 or 17 amongst all running backs, but it feels like he's really like the, the rise of Daniel Jones in this passing game. Just all teams did was like, hey, we need to take away Barkley and we're going to win. And then they kind of figured it out a little bit with this hodgepodge receiving core. But to go back and hodgepodge. like... Hodgepodge. Hodgins. Hodgins, there we are. Yeah. Like he's like, Barkley's been amazing. I, I don't want to take that away. But like seven points, 27, 23, 6, 19, 15, 5. Like he's a bit... He's yeah. not... He's not Eckler and McCaffrey, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, but that ties into this on a three-game slate when there is no Eckler or McCaffrey. You you sometimes play the volume play based on that because the receivers have way more variance than the running backs. And when you look at the running backs on this slate, it's Barkley, Cook, Mixon, and then you're taking choices on the guy I was going to bring up, Jeff Wilson, assuming Mostert's out with that broken finger. They say it's serious. And then you're picking between like Cook, Singletary, Dobbins, Pirine. That's why Barkley pops up. You do have to play two running backs. Yeah, yeah, he is by far the best Mm -hmm. on this slate. It's not yeah, even close. Not, not However, close. When, when you say there's a lot of variance at receiver, I agree with you, but it does seem like there's a lot of variance with Barkley as well, that if you were looking for one of the studs to fade, that one's super risky because his talent is so much higher than everyone else's. But we've just seen him have that bad games. That if you could get away with Singletary and Jeff Wilson as your running backs yeah. and then overstack the Giants and figure out something else, I feel like that would make your team... If you, didn't have Bar- if you don't have Barkley on your team this week, you're going to be pretty unique. I think so. Yeah, we can go to run the Sims to see the optimals. He's in it. Based on oh, no, no shit. I mean, I'm saying like I'd like to see how optimal he is versus the others on this slate. I I can give you that, but here's the optimal lineup for Saturday. Let's let me pull it for Sunday. Uh, for, for Sunday, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Josh Allen is the quarterback. Okay. Joe Mixon and Saquon Barkley are the running backs. Okay. So it has Barkley, but it also has Slayton and Richie James in it. Yep. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkinson is the tight end. Hayden Hurst as the flex in the Ravens defense, which is a, the, the biggest non-correlation lineup of all time. <laughs> well, no, yeah, no one cares about the D versus that on a short slate, but it is funny. Like you say, you get three. It, it works, though, man. It really does. Like when you look at it, you've got the three Giants guys, the two in the Minnesota side. You've got the Bengals to stack up. All you need the D to do is come through as the cheapest D on the slate by, uh, besides Miami, but I'd rather that and going, rather going against the other two than the quarterback. And then you've got Josh Allen, who, again, who knows with him? He's another prime example. He could run the touchdowns in himself. He can run for 100 on the ground. He's got all his guys that he's got to go through, and now they added Cole Beasley up to the yeah. squad again too they've got conversations around everybody there so it's tough to say but that one projects very well obviously because it's the optimal we'll look at other options against it later but it does at least make sense but the challenge then becomes like you said how do you how do you get different with Barkley so the way that I wanted to play this is not so much and like we talk about like the different correlations the mini stacks on a full slate the way that I've been trying to approach these small slates is find the one stack that you like hope it goes off and then play like a five player prop parlay and hope you hit it Mm -hmm. 
Like yeah, they, they could be anyone from any game. Yeah. And just hope that you hit three. Because that's what the winning lineup is going to look like when it comes down to it. So just try to lean into it a little bit. Smaller field, I think the more correlation you can build up, the better. But if you're trying to win one of these, like the $25, you're going to need every random guy who scores a touchdown. Yeah, it's possible. Or you just need the guys on the right squad. Like, here's the thing. We get to it right away again. We've seen this so many of these short slates. For whatever reason, it's always Buffalo. And for whatever reason, it's always like five or six bills on the winning lineup. So you can overstack the bills if you think, for example, you were talking about with Cincy and maybe it's a little harder to figure out, but maybe you like an Irwin or something. You could try it there, but we know still, um, you know, with the Ravens, what it can be like. They didn't give away all their cards last week. They do have a bit of a defense there. It could have been Zach Taylor letting off the gas in the second half, but they did hold them to like, I think it was three points in the second half yeah. last week. It was, I mean, they've got Roquan Smith. They got guys there that they could maybe yeah, no, do I, something. I, I like the Ravens defense. Like, I think this that's why I don't love the Bengals side of the ball as much. Like this really just reeks of like a 17 to nine. Right. So if you don't like that, though, then and you know everyone's on this Giants-Minnesota game, will people be playing Allen? Yes. But how many are going to play Allen, James Cook, Diggs, Gabe Davis, Knox, the Buffalo D, and just onslaught the whole thing? Interesting. And just just say they smashed them because they should. So you talked about optimal rate. So projected ownership on Saquon right now in large field tournaments per runthesims.com. Slash mail to get yourself that discount. 46% 46% ownership and optimal rate of 58%. The right. highest on the slate by a pretty per net by 20, 20 percentage points yeah. <laughs> over Steph Diggs. That's what I said. Uh, that's how I knew what I said coming. So the volume is just what matters too much here. And here's the thing. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Not just that build that I said where you go Jones with Barkley. You can, you can onslaught that one But too. you can continue going and still say it. And I know many times people say, oh, well, I want to leverage Barkley up here because I want it to be not him and that. And you'll do that in some lineups. But I'm saying you also can just do what I just said. It's worked plenty of times with Josh Allen that this, this week it could just be with Daniel Jones. All the guys. Who do you think is the most optimal player less than $6,000? Richie James. It is. Yes, yeah. at 3,900. Who do you think is second? Hmm. Je- under 6,000? Yeah. Jeff Wilson? Jeff Wilson is yeah. number two. And then it's Hawkinson. Okay. Those three. But that's well after Barkley, Diggs, Chase, Jefferson, and Mixon. Yeah. But they do project out, like, honestly, like to look at Mixon, for example. Mixon's optimal rate at $6,800 is 32%. Jeff Wilson's at $5,400 is 29%. Like, there's not that big of a difference between them in terms of how often they appear in the optimal lineup. Yeah, the thing about Jeff Wilson, again, another pure volume play, just the cheaper version of it. Well, what, what happens if we find out that Mostert is active? Then it's an issue. Then it becomes a way bigger issue because it's not the same situation. If he's 5,400 and it is him and whoever the backups end up being, whatever it is, be like down their depth chart. Yeah, Miles Gaskin. Right. Then, then it's a bit different story because then at 5,400, my point is you still need to fill a second one. And I don't know. Like, here's the thing. Dalvin Cook shows ownership but so does jefferson yeah but you could play the you can theoretically play them both in oh especially on this slate you can i'm just saying i don't know how much i truly believe it when i when we know what barkley's going to show up at and if jeff wilson becomes a real thing how how often are people going with the three running back build that that's the other thing you got to consider too so. I, I would almost guarantee you there are very few three running back builds this week considering we can only get to one unless unless you went barkley mixon cook no yeah. one feels good about any of the other guys like right. i like singletary but you could have two points. I, I like James Cook still. I think, again, just for big playability and if they and just price. smash. Yeah. Price and smash. Yeah, if, if they just go off. I, I just have no, like, I don't see how Miami is involved in this game at all. I, I agree with and, you. And the thing is, that, like, it's, like you said, to your point, and I agree, is that I still see Buffalo getting all their guys there more than I see Cincy getting all their guys there. So 
it's just I lean that way. And that's why I said I was going backwards with my stuff. Allen is, we don't care what anyone else is doing. There's so many value plays that we can find. You can go double tight end build. There's overstacks, there's onslaughts. There's a million ways to get to Allen and still be unique with it that I just feel so good about. How does Miami play this game at all? It, it, to me, there's just no way. The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits come from, where sales are coming from, then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. It makes it all easy, all in one spot, for a very low cost, and it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business. So, Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I got the numbers. Tons of you have done it, but not all of you. Yeah, so what you need to do right now, if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep, visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals, mainly because, well, yes, they are very tasty, but it's the time that they save you. Do you say you never have time to work out? Well, if you're someone that preps all your food at home, that means you need to drive to the store. You need to walk through it, make a list, get your groceries, bring them home, store them, unpack them, get the reusable bags out of the way. Then you actually have to make the meal. We're talking like two hours per meal on that. And listen, I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be, for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off. That's code MAYO50 at factormeals.com slash MAYO50 
to get 50% off. So, I mean, I would be comfortable, like, even looking at it, if you go, what can we do? Allen, Diggs, Davis, Knox, just to fill out the tight end slot, he can get a touchdown. Buffalo D, you still have 5,500 left. Oh, you would play Buffalo D with them, too? For sure. Yeah. What are they, who, what are they going to do? I suppose that's that's. And now they got to throw. It's ridiculous, the splits on the, as it should be, but the offense with Tua and without Bridgewater, Skylar Thompson, like anytime they've been in, it's been horrendous. Who who would be the random bill? Because we just talked about like the the three primaries in the passing game, Josh Allen and the defense. I think it's James Cook because he could get involved early and also could get there late. Would you want to use like, so I mean, is that James Cook over Singletary or James Cook as a part of this? Or would you say no Gabe Davis or no Steph Diggs or no Dawson Knox and I'll use Isaiah McKenzie or Shakir or one of those guys? I don't really want to mess around with them as much. People will, and when you get into the large field stuff with 150 lineups, of course, you'll filter those in at most one of, let's say Beasley gets, uh, you know, yeah, they touchdown. say Beasley's going to be involved or but something. He, but even if Beasley catches a touchdown, like what's a realistic ceiling on his fantasy points? It's, 13? Yeah, but I mean, that would be awesome on a three-game sure, slate in these stacks. But, but that is work. the best case scenario. For sure. And that's why it's tough to have like him, Shakir, even McKenzie. I guess McKenzie you could make a bigger case for because that slot role sometimes that he gets into. But, and, but he's gone away. But now they're eating it up. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I would actually say, I don't know how far you would go with it, but like I would be fine with Allen, James Cook, Dawson Knox, the D, and one of Diggs or Davis. Maybe it's Davis because he's cheaper and it allows you to get some of these other guys like Say, let's take Diggs out. You've got. Okay, I, I, I just did. So I have Alan Cook, Davis, Knox, and Bills D. So let's throw in Saquon. Yeah. We still have $5,700 left for a receiver, receiver, and flex. So who are the other receivers that we do like on this slate? But obviously, Richie James doesn't go into this lineup. Right. I would say Hodgins is actually probably the perfect guy to go into this lineup. You could go Hodgins. Who does Barkley usually have? Sometimes you can look at like correlation stuff. Him, him, and Hodgins, him and Slayton have had some big games at the same time. Well, just H- take it from a game plan perspective. H- Hodgins and Slayton get there different ways, right? Oh yeah. I would guess that like because Slayton generally scores big touchdowns, like he's a big play type receiver. Hodgins is the guy that they just use like third and nine from the eleven yard line. Like once they start to get into the red zone, like halfway through the year, all of a sudden Isaiah Hodgins is just their guy that they throw to. Yeah, I, I was thinking one of those guys for sure, and then seeing if we can get Jefferson in too. Well, let's see if we can. Let's go Hodgins. Hodgins, Jefferson. Hodgins, Jefferson, and then we have a flex. And we got 4,500 left. And 4,500 for a flex leaves you with Adam Thielen if you wanted it. Uh, Darius Slayton is still there. And let's go below 4,000 once we get rid of all those running backs. This is backs. pretty interesting, actually, Pat. If just just like, saying Thielen for, for the reason that I'm saying it is like, okay, you've got the bills just going off. You've got the two Giants, the two Vikings on the other side. You have no Miami because you've got the onslaught. And you say that last game's a dud based on they can spread it around. It could be defensive. Maybe it's, you know, you're not going to get the same ceilings. You, you can put Irwin in this lineup. Yeah, let's do it. My, what, my what does guy, it look like? Trenton Irwin. What are you taking out to put him in? Take out Thielen? Yeah, it'd be Thielen. Yeah, just for the last spot. And you leave 1300 bucks on the table if you wanted to, like, mess around with anything. Yeah. But you have this full onslaught. What would you be able to do if you didn't want to use James Cook in this lineup? He's forty eight hundred dollars. So just to give you, you one, could, quick you could get idea. up to sixty one. So you could get to Dobbins, Singletary, or Jeff Wilson if you didn't like James Cook. Oh yeah, you could do Singletary for the the same thing the other way. Uh, just funny. I did want to comment on it because we were there. But so you go compare the projection. Mm-hmm. This onslaught lineup projects seven points less, but. When you flip it to ceiling projections, it's almost in line with your optimal. 
And do you see how different those lineups are? Yeah. Like it's insanely different. You don't have, oh yeah. And then you go compare ownership and it's way less because you don't have Richie James. You don't have Hawkinson. You don't have Hurst, Mixon, guys like that mixed in there. The cheap D, any of that stuff. You, you've got it pretty solid across the board. So it is interesting when you note that stuff and see these things that you know others might not see it that way. It, it does stand out. So I'm, I'm taking Irwin back out. We can look at other, other lineups now. Go more conventional too. I just thought that's one to look at out of the gate. And like I said, it leaves it leaves out Miami. It leaves out Baltimore Cincy. You know, I don't think it's being. I think it's a little bit too contrarian to just go like overstack the 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 Baltimore Cincy game. You just don't need to do that on this site. You're gonna need pieces from these other spots. You really don't expect them to underwhelm. So that's how how, how I look at that lineup still being unique, but still having the upside that you need to win a tournament. So what's a more conventional bill stack that we can build here? That like not necessarily like the chalkiest lineup possible, but let's try to fill in the pieces that both we like and we know that everyone is sort of gravitating towards. So we can go Alan Diggs. Alan Diggs Knox, probably. Alan Diggs Knox. That's where I mean I, I wish I had stuck. I had this lineup built last week for a single entry. I instead I used like Dalton and Darnold in my single entries. Not great. Yeah, on that it front. didn't work out. Well, well, what was the guy who told me last week was going to win us all the money? And then he did not again. Someone said someone said it on Twitter. Said Pat's over too. They were teasing because the joke we had from when you told me Fields was going to win us all the money this week. It was Darnold. Oh, it was Darnold. It was Darnold, Darnold was yeah. that spot. Yeah, that's what it was. They they hit me up on oh, that. They, one, so. I, I, the unfortunate thing is sandwiched in between that was like it was the Darnold Tampa Bay week. I was like, yeah. just play Tommy Tremble and you're good to go. And he had like 15 points. Yeah, that's right. At, at oh, the yeah, mid, that, that is true. Um, I, I think it would be I think it would be Allen Davis Diggs Knox. People just want to fill out the tight end position with the guy that makes sense. You know, you can get after it here against Miami. Do we do any run back? I think you put in the conventional, I think you put Jeff Wilson, and okay. we'll just assume that, you know, sometimes our assumptions don't work out. Like last week, Sanders played and it wasn't, and then Scott ends up still doing so, stuff. Yeah, he ends up scoring. But it was so easy to get, uh, although it didn't work. Yeah. You just find the $100 and get on to Jonathan Williams. Yeah, 4300 bucks. That, that's yeah. in all my Boston Scott lineups that we had built on the show. I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll just, just flip them. And then them. the Scott stuff happens <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. I, th- I think Williams actually outscored Scott by the end of it. So I think you put Barkley into this. We just stick with our theme. Okay, Barkley and James? You can, you can definitely put James, yeah. Like, but the, I guess this is where we're going with it, though, Pat. We talk about this all the time. It's a good little back and forth that we have. But, like, now that we're building it this way, is it conventional? We're just building towards, like, what our version of the optimal is, kind yeah. of? Versus we already know what people are doing. And you and I, I think, are both on the page of it doesn't have to be 40% Richie James when you have similar target shares to Slayton and Hodgins, well, they do it in different ways. Like, I kind of like Slayton. You usually like Slayton. I I do. For the big playoffs. I mean, what what I wanted to do with these lineups was figure out the Bills lineup, Mm -hmm. see if you like the Cincy onslaught, and then just try to puzzle piece together the giant stack. Yeah, what I want to do for sure. And I think think my move is going to be Jones – Hodgins, Slayton. Yeah, okay, I was literally just like going to say, that's what I was gonna say, make sure we do this. I want to do one that is that <laughs> because you're leaving out Richie James. And I also want to see, not with Barkley in it, but if what do we do without him and how does that look? Maybe we still land on him in the last spot just to see. So, so this is also... Let's the, finish this one out first. This, this is also the difference too, just looking at the medium projections for these games. Richie James projects for... 12.1 points. Isaiah Hodgins projects for 10.1 points. Right. Like, that's not a significant difference. Yeah, you want the guy who projects for more. I understand that. But I'll take the guy who was coming in half the ownership for $200 more, who has a plus minus of two. Like, yeah. we, we can run the rangefinder just to see how fucking yeah, that's good, good well. they're going to be. Like, yeah. see how often. Can, can the rangefinder do three? I never tested it for that. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'd like, to see what the split is on those three. But I was going to say that. And then the other thing, too, Pat, why I like that build you just said is because, like, what if he hits Slayton for an early bomb? 
Then he gets his legs going, Daniel Jones, right? So he's getting it going on the ground. Slayton's already there on an 80-yard bomb. They're both tied up there. And now it's Hodgins' time. Instead of everyone thinks it's Richie James' time, it just ends up being Hodgins' time with those 10-yard pick up 10, pick up 10, pick up 10. Maybe he gets a touchdown later. Boom, you've got all that there, and the James lineups are sitting there dead. Well, while you load that, I'll keep looking at this one. Range fighter. I got to put in Richie James. I put in the wrong Richie. There's Richie James and Richie James Jr. I want Richie James Jr., don't I? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Hodgins? No, I don't want Kaderil Hodge. I'll tell you that much. Although he is on my favorite Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Demir Bird and... <laughs> Demir Bird and, uh, and Kaderil Hodge. Kaderil Hodge. They both have like two good games a year. All right, it's 55-45 split. Right. But the ownership's... Half. 40-20 or something? Yeah. Yeah. So that just shows it. Like, I mean, that's going to be... All, that's always going to be a thing. 3900 bucks. The, the funny part is, I, I don't know if it's the 26% target share. It's, it's what we've seen on other short slates. I guess, you know, the 20, the, here's the thing, 20, 17, 8, 19, even game log watching, I'm saying. And now I'll go to Hodgins and it's 14, 23, 8, 16, 15. They're like the same guy. It's literally the same. Like I, that's what I don't get. And he's actually the third. He's coming after Slayton because most people see Slayton and Snapshare and things like that and just say, okay, it's probably him. He is two eleven seven six in the same time frame. Basically, since James and Hodgins returned to full health and got inserted, Slayton just hasn't done much. Yeah. And that's not to say, like, I mean, we can kind of pick a rando from each of these games. Like, you could pick K.J. Osborne from that game to throw in, who's been kind of up and down, but we've seen the big play potential that he has. Like Irwin, for me, from that Cincinnati game. Like the off the, the one-off, off-the-beaten-path player to make your team, like if that guy hits, you're probably going to win money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see what the lineup that we had there, like just to finalize it out. Like Allen, just... Diggs, Knox, Barkley, Jeff, Wilson. Yeah. I actually... Do you want to go Bengals D? Well, I was going to ask you, if you want to go Bengals D, I think you put it with somebody, like just to say... Would, in this lineup you're just saying like how do they get there is it going to be can you can you even do it with Mixon? i don't know no, I, I don't think so I, I don't how much do you like mix i mean every time that anyone comes on a show and says they don't like joe Mixon, he scores four touchdowns so yes. got to be very wary of that well i mean the, you know what's his name uh naji harris did just run all over them in the in the last actual real game they played the ravens when they played the steelers in something that actually mattered and the Steelers ran all over them can we do let's see if we can do you can't do it with Mixon here but okay well, let's take jeff wilson out then and, and plug in Mixon at 68. Now we have 4,100 per player. So that gets us Hodgins. I mean, it gets us Hodgins. It's like Hodges and Slayton. <laughs> yeah, well, we can probably break that up a little bit. Like, how much is Osborne? Osborne's, Osborne's 4,600? Yeah. Really? No one's going to play that guy then. He's probably actually a good play. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a solid option for sure. Considering I think he's actually the third on there. You know, it goes, I, for me, it's Jefferson, Hawkinson. Well, Jefferson, Gap, Hawkinson, Big Gap, and then probably Osborne. But Thielen seems way down there. So so you can fill this out with, put Mixon in that spot where we had Jeff Wilson, if you wanted to, with Bengals D. You can go Hodgins, Osborne, Trenton, Irwin. Yeah, hor- seems horrible. Uh, I would actually take out Barkley. And go back to Wilson. Okay. And, and look to see if we could do it because now it actually makes sense. You're saying, okay, Buffalo does their job with Diggs and Knox. Wilson still makes sense just from a pure. You've got Wilson as your pure volume play over Barkley. It's not even close if you put them on a comparison. My point is more in your head, you're saying at least I get the discount with it from Barkley. So the issue with that, and maybe this is where Bengals D becomes an issue, is we take Irwin out of the flex. Now we have $6,000 for a flex. 
but that only lands us on all like the running backs. It doesn't get us up to the roof. I'm leaving Hodgins out for a second though, so I still have two spots here with the Bengals D. Okay. So if do you still got, have do you still have Osborne in? I that's who I was about to put in. That's what I want to see. So all right. So I have a receiver and a flex, but five thousand dollars a piece. I see sixty two hundred. I can put T Higgins. So I've got Allen, Diggs, Knox, Wilson. Okay. Then I've got a secondary stack of Mixon with the Bengals D. Mm-hmm. Then I have another stack with Richie James and Osborne. So, so you did put in Richie James. Like, why not Hodgins there? Yeah, you, you can. I was just looking at what it gets me because there's really nobody there. It does get you up to T. Higgins if you use James instead of Hodgins. But, wait, but we're saying if Mixon's getting there, I actually kind of like going Devin Singletary. And that, then getting off of Richie James and just saying Buffalo. Buffalo, like Diggs, Knox, Singletary is their offense. Like that should be. I know James Cook is a great tournament play and all those reasons, but now you can go to um, Isaiah Hodgins or Slayton. And I, I like Hodgins. I like Hodgins too. And that, that leaves $500 leaves 500 bucks, but that's good for a three-game slate like this. And if people say, okay, I'd actually like to see what I can do instead of Osborne. What does that get you? Up to Gabe Davis, and you've got the overstack. Which we already did. Yeah, you don't need to do that. I'm just saying that that's what I see people looking at and checking out there. So lots of different ways you could go. Then it could also be instead of Hodgins, Slayton. But to me, this is a good lineup that's fading Barkley. You're losing so much in projection, though, the minute you go off Barkley. Oh, 100%. So that's the issue. Again, doesn't mean a big deal. It's not a huge deal. It's just in this case, if people are wondering, it's not projecting well, but it doesn't have Barkley. But you're saying that Barkley's not needed in this spot, and it's a Slayton with somebody else or something along those lines, so I don't hate it. Looking at the ownership percentages right now at quarterback, Allen does seem to be leaps and bounds above everyone else, pushing like 30%. Then you have Jones and Cousins right around 20, Burrow around 15, and the other two like 5%, let's say. What does the Run the Sims optimal say for how often Josh Allen is optimal on this slate? He is optimal results. Josh Allen, 28% of the time. So right around where his ownership is. See, I'm, I'm surprised by two things. One, I'm surprised by that number. I thought it would be higher. And the second part is, is that the other, that the ownership's actually showing pushing 30. Because what I was hoping is that showed like 35 plus, which is how I kind of feel in my head that it should be. I'm not right. The Sims are probably a lot right, more right than I am. But just to bring it up, I'm saying if I saw that, what I was loving is the fact that you have that dome game in the middle, keeping the ownership in check on Allen, maybe and, 20 to 25. And we might be able to see that happen because it, what I'm seeing now is you get like Jones and Cousins both coming around like 20% ownership. Their optimals are like 20%. Yeah, I, I would. I don't know how it's going to shake out, but what I actually would my first, my best guess here would be Allen 25 to 28. Then it would be Jones more close to the 25, somewhere in that same range. And then a little drop off to Cousins. I actually don't see the Cousins being as popular as the Jones because Jones is cheaper cheaper, and you've got the overstacking and the, the, the decisions to be made with those receivers where people are going to want to siphon them through. So let's do Daniel Jones. Daniel yeah. Jones, Hodgins, Slayton. I love this lineup. All right. <laughs> All right. We didn't even build it. <laughs> Hodgins, Slayton. So where do you want to go from the Minnesota side? Jefferson Cook? Because you we can didn't, do we that. Didn't talk about Cook. What, you, what are your thoughts on Cook here? I don't think I've played Delvin Cook all year. And you've probably been okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. But now we only have three games. Do you think Cook needs – I mean, we know the answers to this. He doesn't have to be. But do you think he's better, in your mind, as a leverage play to Jefferson or stack him with Jefferson in the I, game I think stack? stacking him with Jefferson is the leverage move. Okay. Because this means there's probably no Berkeley in this lineup. So let's. that's what I was just going to say. So let's do that. So Jones, Cook, Jefferson, Slayton, Hodgins, $5,100 remaining per player. And you're also not using Hawkinson, by the way? 
which I think is good. Sure. I mean, we could put Hawkinson in. No, you, we could have put him instead, I'm saying. Yeah. But I, think, I would think, again, I'm not 100% on this, but I would think more people, when we do our, our stacking pairs and we see them after the fact, like, what's the ownership on that combo? I think there'd be more Jefferson Hawk than there would be Jefferson Cook. Because I think people separate them versus they would stack up either the opposite side of Daniel Jones or go the Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson and use the cheap wide receiver on the other side or maybe Barkley and the cheap wide receiver on the other side. Do you want to use Cook or Singletary in this lineup or Jeff Wilson? I want to use I want to use Buffalo D. Okay. Buffalo D. Because we're not really doing much else there. And then I want to see, let's do our 2v2s. Like, let's put in... I don't know. Do you want to put Cook just because he's cheaper and see what we can get? And then if we can go to Singletary, we will? Sure. That gives us tight end flex, $6,100 remaining. That might work out to be Mixon and Andrews if you want it. That's what I'm trying to see right now. 7100 Yeah, you can fit in Mixon and Andrews as your tight end and flex. So and, have three, and have 300 bucks on the table. If so you that, that's a good version of it for sure. Again, remember, we're going without Barkley here, but it projects better than the previous lineups we did without Barkley with that setup. But I think there's a, another one that sets up probably pretty well, too. I just want to see it. It's if you go with Chase, who's Ooh. another expensive option that makes sense. I think you land on Dawson Knox. That can work, too. And then you've got, like, Cook, Knox, Buffalo. Yeah, they're, like, they're like, whatever. They both have to score a touchdown. No, yeah, Knox scores a touchdown, Cook scores a touchdown, and the D does its job. That actually projects better than the other one. So... Secondary stack of the Andrews Mixon is really nice. I like that. Again, if they get there on the ground and Not all they do is throw to the tight end, man. It's literally all you saw it last week. Likely. What do you get? 12? I think he got 17 DraftKings points or something with Anthony Brown. That's all they do is throw to it. They don't care. It's kind of what the Bengals will give up too, right? The Bengals will give up that option over the middle. So your, your original one probably makes more sense. I'm just saying if you want to land in a different way here, you can. Okay. So that's, I mean, I think that's a pretty straightforward. Let's build a Daniel Jones with Barkley. Because okay, you so, had talked about that a little bit earlier. But I'm just going to say it's pretty close because you can leave what you currently... Let's take you, out you can build that basically exact same lineup. Take you, out Delvin Cook and put in Saquon Barkley. Well, I had... you No, we had Chase in there. Okay, in the yeah. last one, he's 200 bucks less. So it's kind of... I'm saying you can get there a couple different ways. So but to your point, let's take out let's Delvin take, Cook. Yeah, let's take... Well, let's take out James Cook first. Oh, see, yeah, that was the Cook Brothers lineup as well. Yeah, Cook smash. Yeah. And you still have like... If you just replace... Take out James Cook. Take out... Uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, take out Buffalo sorry, D. Sorry. Let's just go back. No, to no, I, I, I have Daniel Jones, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Justin Jefferson, Darius Slayton, Hodgins, Dawson Knox, Bills D. Got $5,200 for a flex. Okay, I was going to go. Uh, we can do that. I was going to go Hawkinson instead of Cook now that we got there. Do we take Knox out? That's what I mean. You could take Knox out and go with Hawkinson. Okay, let's try that. And then we might be able to get your, your guy Singletary in there. Yes, we can for sure. And it leaves you J.K. Dobbins money? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that upper 5,000 is a real dead range. And we don't have a single okay. Bengal in this lineup. Yeah, I want to see. That's what I was just trying to get to. What if I go to James Cook? Can I get a Bengal? No. How much? Well, how much is Singletary? Yeah, yeah, you could get T. Higgins if you want I can get T. Him. Higgins. So, two things you could do. You can get T. Higgins. That projects the— Can I say I don't like Hawkinson? Yes. Was this the game that he lit up the Giants? Like, what was his, like, 50-point game? Who did he do that against? Uh, what it, was, I was, it was the Giants. He scored 38.9 DraftKings points. What I was trying to see is, if we go to Richie James real quick. Well, All I was trying to see is, how do I, how can I get to, and, and you still can't actually do it. I'm 100 bucks short. I was trying to get to Mixon, because Mixon and Barkley ended up in the original optimal. 
And remember, I was trying to say, like, if we can get to that and you use it that way. But even then, Cincy D is more. Uh, you yeah. could do it. How do you? Actually, no, because we've used both the Giants that are We already right did there. it. And so I, I even dropped Slayton down to James to get 300 bucks back. And I'm still 100 bucks shy with Buffalo D and James Cook. So let's take Hawk out. Let's do what you said originally. Right? Let's keep it with Slayton and Hodgins like you like. Yep. I like this. If you want to leave Cook in the Buffalo D, you can. Well, do you want to use KJ Osborne then? Instead of Jefferson, or just put him in and see. Just, just put him in. Like, don't use Delvin Cook. Use Mixon and Barkley, oh, and then yeah. you have KJ Osborne as the flex, and you have forty nine hundred for a tight end, which is, well, you can get rid of Bills D and get up to Andrews, or you can just use Dawson Knox and leave money on the table. Yeah, it's hmm, that's tough know. to figure out. That one's tougher. I like the. I like again. I'm not building any lineups, leaving Buffalo off. I can tell you that right now. If we're, yeah. we're being honest on this slate, this is for sure a setup. Like I'm definitely getting it. It doesn't have to be with the Buffalo D, but I want somebody in there from Buffalo. Like here, like you could go Singletary, Knox, leave it with Jones, Barkley, Hodgins, Slayton, the run back with Jefferson. You've got a great piece of that game. You go Singletary, Knox to pick up the end zone work. And you don't have Josh Allen because you've got all those other guys getting there. And even if you go, oh, wow, you go Buffalo D, you land right on Mixon. There's the lineup. Boom. Projects the best of the last ones we did, too. So it was – so say it again. It was Jones. So it was the – who? what Minnesota players did you have in this? Just Jefferson. Just Jefferson. So no Delvin Cook. Yeah. So that would get you to – who were the running backs? Mixon and Singletary? It's Singletary, Barkley, and then Mixon in the flex late. Singletary, Barkley, Singletary, and then Mixon. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly enough money. It works out to the exact. And and you're this is what I'm saying. In Buffalo, yeah, you don't have Josh Allen, but you got Singletary, which could eat into Josh Allen. So and I'm, Dawson Knox. Knox and just Bill's needs to give D. me a touchdown yeah. and the D to do their job against that horrible offense that they're going to try and put on the field in for for Miami. And then you still get Mixon as a piece of your original statement, which I agree with, even as a Ravens fan. The white flag has been dropped. Like, it's done. There's just no way they win this game. So it's going to be the Bengals win. How do they get there? I don't know. But if they can spread it out too, right? They have between Burrow. Irwin. Irwin. Who keeps catching touchdowns hey, for them? Hayden, Higgins, Hurst, Hayden Hurst is Hurst back. Hurst is being, back. Chase. Like, do you want to build a Burrow? Like, would you feel more comfortable building, building a low-owned Burrow stack or building up the other side of that? What I side? liked, again, we could just do it because people might like this, just a, a cheap build, is going Huntley and Andrews. But just what, do what, it, but then you're done. You just sh- put in whatever sure, you want. But you can put in whoever you want, but like, how, how much are you giving up? having Huntley versus one of the four good, like you need a real, like even if he gets there, it's no guarantee that he's within 10 points of Josh Allen. If Josh Allen has a good game. Well, you're definitely not using him to try and beat Allen. You're using him for a point per dollar, but you're definitely needing him to beat the New York and Minnesota game. So it makes sense in this build. That's why I'm saying it all comes down to game theory. I'm putting Barkley and Dalvin cook, Barkley and Dalvin cook. Okay. They're in because not only can you afford them with this stack, but two, three things, two things, maybe I'll just be quick with it. But that's my point exactly, Pat. You are right. But this build just needs to do what it needs to do to be right in the sense of you're not, you're not beating Josh Allen with Tyler Huntley. But you're right. You need him to beat the fifty six and $5,900 guys because they're right there. But on the same token, the other one of the things I was going to bring up is remember, if Andrews gets there, let's say Andrews has two touchdowns, Huntley smashes because he's got those with him. 
right? So you've got it where it can work out in your favor. You make sense that it's going to be mostly those running backs that do the job to beat those two cheap quarterbacks. And now you start filling in your Buffalo pieces you want. And if you land on another cheap New York Giants wide receiver, that's fine. You can still land there. I'm trying to figure out how to kind of jam everyone into this lineup. So I have Bills D in here. Uh, who do I want to put with Bills D? Do well, I want to put Diggs? No, you want to put Gabe Davis and one of the running backs. You want to play both of those guys? Because I have Mixon in here right now with Barkley and Delvin Cook. Don't need Mixon. Don't need Mixon? You can get him, though, if we want. I'm just saying I, my argument is you need to beat those two cheap quarterbacks. So I think the only way you beat those two cheap quarterbacks is because Cook and Barkley take a, a lot of the work. So you can, we can try Mixon if he fits. He probably does, actually, still. You can, yeah, but you can't use Singletary. No, but you could use Gabe Davis instead. Yes, yeah, you could. You could so use. You, I have Gabe Davis in this lineup with Singletary right now. And and Singletary and Cook split a little. I actually like your take where what you were trying to say, and it makes sense, is like if Mixon does his job, you kind of have a unique bill because you've got the three expensive running backs that at least should get volume. And then you've got, that's what drives Huntley to need to throw more and push the ball. And now you've got 4,900 left per spot. So here's the issue. Like I have, like in the lineup that I built, because I put Richie James into it. It has $5,400 remaining for two wide receivers. I just don't know what that gets me at wide receiver. It gets you Gabe Davis and no one. So can we go two cheap guys and go with Diggs? Well, if we throw in Diggs, I have $3,100, which puts you right on Irwin. No, it doesn't even put you right on Irwin. It puts you $100 less than Irwin costs. It puts you to... Do we think Irv Smith is going to be back for this game? I don't know, actually. I thought that, that was another thing I was thinking of, though, is that he was getting either warmed up or ready wasn't it for last week or something he was they were talking about him, and so. i i have no real interest in irv smith i just wonder if that affects hawkinson at all yeah it, i mean it probably won't the way they've been giving those targets to hawkinson they should just con- continue they on should with what yeah, they doing. should continue to do that but what is what about Sherfield here Sherfield. No, no i don't think so doesn't look good shakir i guess yeah can you find a three thousand dollar rando running back to chuck in here not, or, or, not right. It's got to be. Receiver. I mean, it would probably be Shakir, and you just assume that he gets there late after Diggs did his PPR thing and already scored because it's Shakir. Does Shakir run back kicks as well? I think he does. Does he? Paul? You know, it's it's Hines now. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We just saw last yeah. week Naheem Hines two times, it's all two times. Hines now, baby. Yeah, that's what they got him for for the playoffs. So do we play Bills D with Naheem Hines and hope for the same thing as last week? No, I'm not doing that. Double dip on that? I, I got to go back to this. I really do think there's something here. It's actually projecting very well, surprisingly, like I said, but it makes sense. That's why I'm going here. But I want to do it with how we want to do it. Like, I, I like taking out Mixon. Okay, so let's take out Mixon and Diggs and see what we can do from there. What Bengal do you want to play as sort of a run back with Huntley and Andrews? Do you want to go Chase? Do you want to go Higgins? Do you want to go just an absolute schlub? And save all the money that way? Can we get Chase? We can get Chase, but it gets real dicey pretty quickly. I kind of want to get Chase and Hodgins and see what happens here. If you get Chase and Hodge, if you get Chase, I think you can get Hodgins and Singletary. I think I found it. I think I, oh God, of course I didn't find it. It's just shy. Maybe not. 4,800? Man, this is so I I, I miss out on Singletary by a hundred bucks with the way that I've built it. Yeah, I can get Jeff Wilson instead of Singletary. I mean, you can okay. Use what do you have right now? Tell me what you've got: Huntley, Andrews, Chase, Berkeley, Delvin Cook, Richie James, and Hodgins. Jeff Wilson Jr. and Bills D. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. It's another way to get there and still have some of those guys that just pick up the PPR points. But man, that sucks. I was trying to do it with Davis. 
You could do it with Dave. You could do Davis instead of Jeff Wilson. Check in Gabe Davis, and now you have $500 remaining. If you didn't want to play two of Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins, you can then bump up Hodgins to either Osborne Osborne. or, or Thielen. Yeah, I, li- I like it with Osborne. You you've, you said it. You got some upside there that still counteracts with like the Richie James chalk. So it's like Chase, James, Davis with Osborne, and you got that one. Yeah, so your mini correlation of that game is Berkeley and Richie James versus Dalvin Cook and Osborne, which yeah. are not the most primary pieces of that. I mean, Berkeley is, and Richie James is. So you have the chalk giant side with the not chalk Minnesota side. Which, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that at least makes some sense i also kind of wanted to try it with james cook i just have a, a feeling about james cook this week you so. love james cook he's your guy I, he's not my guy i just think he makes a sense like even the last couple games he gets the snaps he's getting the opportunities if they go up big here he's had two 17 point games in his last five like he can definitely get there i feel like he's way better than again we're not talking uh you know next week or anything but like pacheco when people play him every week I feel like it's more likely that we just see james cook in this spot so do you take gabe davis out and put cook in or do you take out I mean, that that's who I had in my flex. So we put in James Cook into this lineup. And now we have $100. So basically, you're just swapping out Gabe Davis for James Cook. Yeah. And then you land on the no man's land, though. Yeah. That's the problem at wide receiver, right? Is if you look at it, it goes 6,200 to 4,900. It really sucks. Yeah, unless you can get yourself up to T. Higgins, which would cost you Bills D. Yeah. The other thing is, too, you can look at it like... Oh, God, it's really bad. What if we used Higgins instead of Chase? I think it's Chase. That gives us 2,000 for a flex 68. You could use, instead of using James Cook and Jamar Chase, you could use Higgins and Mixon if you wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, you can get a game stack going there and just say that's how it gets there instead. But if you set it up the other way, you said Thielen works. You could go Thielen or Osborne, but if you go Jamar Chase, Thielen, Hodgins, James Cook. And then, obviously, Hodgins can drop down to James and be Osborne if you want to take on the other side of it. But you're already unique enough with Hodgins and Thielen. Like, no one's using that. Do you have any Scholar Thompson builds? I do not. That's, <laughs> that's when I will not be pursuing. Last one. Let's build out Cousins because we, didn't, we yeah. haven't really talked about this. We've talked about all the pieces. But if we like all the pieces from this game, you know, what's, what's the Cousins stack that you would feel most comfortable playing? Because I think, like you said, everyone's going to go Cousins, Jefferson, Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, Barkley, Richie James. Those five. I think if you're building a cousin stack, that's the main overload that you're going to get from that spot. So Irv Smith is 2,500. But we don't even know if he's playing. No, but he played. That's what I didn't oh, see. He did play? 32, 32 of 71 snaps. Three for three. 14 yards. Red zone target. That's, that's is, is that our way to get crazy? That, that's the Trenton Irwin of this yeah, game? Yeah, I guess last week at the full slate, no one's paying attention to it, right? Because of the setup, and now here it's... Did, did it affect Hawkinson's snaps at all? Like, what did Hawkinson play last That's what we got to But they at. also took guys out in the second half, too, so that's going to be very difficult to figure out. I was going to say, that's probably why, because, yeah, Hawkinson played half the snaps. I mean, if he just takes away enough, that's enough for me to get off Hawkinson. It's, it's also that Hawkinson's going to be somewhat owned here. Right, it looks like uh, I, Andrews on this slate. Andrews, Hurst, Knox, Hawkinson, like those four, kind of look like the top. Uh, Maybe some Bellinger too, because yeah, Bellinger ch- projects out fourth right now. It's Hawkinson above all okay. at thirty-seven, and that's why I'm looking. Like, can, can I come up with a realistic case to fade Hawkinson here at this price? I think I can. I think you can. Uh, then it's Andrews at thirty-two, Hayden Hurst at twenty-four, Bellinger at nineteen, Knox at seventeen, and then no one. Gasicki likely, Josh Oliver. 
Yeah. I think you could go, we could try a Cousins, Jefferson, Irv okay. lineup, and then you can get like Barkley and Hodge, the guys we like, and you don't have to worry about who you play really at that point. You've already got Irv in there, but we, we like Hodgins better than we like James. This is all, can Irv Smith catch a touchdown? Yeah, he got a red zone target last week. He can catch a touchdown. Well, let's go to uh, DraftKingsSportsBook.com and check out what the odds are on an anytime touchdown for Irv Smith in this game. Anytime touchdown, Irving, I assume it's Irving's, yeah, three to one. That's not crazy. It's not like he's a seven, he's not Turpin on the Cowboys, who's like 17 to one every single week. Yeah, and of note, Slayton, Hodgins, Bellinger are like the exact same. As- yeah, they're plus 275. Bellinger's, I don't understand how Hodgins is plus 275 and Bellinger is plus 250. How many touchdowns does Hodgins have this year? feels like more than he should but it's still he's been good for them so yeah it, it was what two of the last three at least Let's see total touchdowns for hodgins two of the last three yeah two of the last three one three three of, four of the last five weeks he has a touchdown yeah f- four of the last six i see but that's right and how many does bellinger have this year two maybe one Let's see now i want to see he has two touchdowns in week two and week six way back when yeah so basically, since they started running out this lineup, he hasn't done shit. Also, zero red zone targets in the last four weeks for him. There we are. So Cousins, Jefferson, Irv Smith, Barkley, and Hodgins? Yeah, if we want to say, let's start it with that. What's that, five guys we got? Yeah. Okay. So that's 5,200, Bills D. Got to get our Buffalo exposure somewhere. B- Bills D, Singletary? Yeah, let's do it. Bills D, Singletary. When Singletary has good games, who's it typically with? I do. Wrong guy to ask. You should ask the computer. No, I do. But I'm saying, like, if you had something off the top of your mind, it looks no, like No, I, I don't. It's not. It I, feels like when Singletary has a good game, all the Bills have good games. I was going to say, it feels like when he does that Diggs doesn't. That's what I'd want to know because I feel like that's. Well, so I can I, look it up after, like, a correlation tool or something. But again, it's small sample because the NFL seasons are so short. But I'm just thinking if he scores, Diggs can still get there. It's a three game slate. I just meant, like, if you run him and Diggs, what's it land you on? 4500 bucks. We had somebody at that earlier. I think it was. Well, what if we go... But let's leave him, yeah. I mean, it, again, this leads to an overload of the giant side of the ball, but you could go Chase and Richie James to fill out your team. Yeah. I wish there was someone on Baltimore I felt good about playing. There's nobody. Dobbins or Andrews would be the plays, and it's Andrews, I think, on a three-game slate like this if you just want to hope that they just keep peppering the tight end. But... Yeah, problem is here, if you use Higgins, it just leaves you with no one. It leaves you with J.K. Dobbins. That's essentially it because it puts you in that dead zone of the upper 5,000s. Do you think it's going to hurt Tiggins, uh, Tiggins, Higgins' ownership that he falls at this weird price where even if you use him, like it's hard to use anyone else around him just because no one likes any of those options that people just inevitably move off of him? Could. I just – it's so tough to say. That's what I mean. Like if, if you look at it from – the perspective of his price, obviously, it's sort of in that dead range, like we said, where people don't want to get to. I, I got a build here with. I'm going to take Hodgins out. I think I think I got one too. You give me yours. I'm just over. I, I like the overstack anyway. So I got Cousins, Jefferson, Irv Smith, Dalvin Cook, runs it back with Barkley and Hodgins, and then it just fills up on Bills, Singletary, Gabe Davis, Buffalo. Okay, so I went Cousins, Jefferson, Irv Smith, and Osborne instead of Cook. I went with Osborne. Okay. Barkley and Singletary at running back. Richie James as a fill-in receiver. Diggs and Bills D. So I'm taking out – got to move my cook out and move him up. I just want to see what the projection difference is because I like 
that setup, it was uh, Singletary and Barkley, right? Yes. Richie and- James, Jefferson, Osborne. It's nice with these three game sites; they're all sitting right there. So Richie yeah, Ir- James, Irv Smith, Diggs, Bills D, and then it lands me on Diggs and a hundred bucks left over, right? Yeah. It actually projects almost the same as what I just had. It's like one point off. So something that just came to me, but kind of based off that lineup. Okay. What if we run out that same one, like with Cousins at quarterback and everything like that? Irv Smith, take out Diggs. And Bills D, and switch it to Mixon and Bengals D. Okay, let's see this. So I'm moving. Jefferson you can back. then take out Osborne and go to Gabe Davis. So Jefferson. And if you wanted to, you could improve Irv Smith to Hayden Hurst, I believe. I, I'm not going to do that because it's part of my stack. But you lose Diggs, Bills D, and. KJ Osborne, you get Gabe Davis, Mixon, and Bengals D instead, like a three v three. Yeah, uh, it's it's another good one. It doesn't project as well as those the ones we just did, but from a getting everything covered, like you've got the game stack, you've got Cousins, Jefferson, Smith, you've run it back, you've got Singletary, or sorry, with Richie James in there and Barkley, you've got Singletary, Gabe Davis in there for Buffalo, and then you got Mixon and the D going up against likely Tyler Huntley. So also that allows us to do whatever we want because there's five hundred bucks left over. So if you like Hodgins, yeah, you chuck him in, plug him in. Yeah, you like Slayton, you can plug him in. Like yeah, you, you can get different with that lineup if you really want to, which yeah. is, is another thing that I like. And you can get off. Yeah, like, I just think going if you can afford it, I just think Hodgins is a better play than Richie James based on everything we're looking at. And most that, likely you can afford it. There's been pivots and swaps and things you can make all that we've talked through that you can find angles. Let's talk Saturday slate very briefly. And when I run the optimizer at runthesims.com, it gives me, let's see here, Lawrence McCaffrey-Eckler, DK, Kirk, Zay Jones, Colby Parkinson at tight end, ETN and Jacksonville D. So basically it's Jags overload with Eckler coming back and then the good, you have Jacksonville D, you said? Jacksonville D. It's like, it's, it's one, two, three, four, five Jags with Eckler. McCaffrey and Colby Parkinson, who I assume is like twenty five hundred bucks. He is twenty five hundred, yeah. So he makes it all work. That's the optimal lineup. I don't know how much interest I have in this slate, but we don't know about Mike Williams yet. I think that he'll end up giving it a go, but it might make a nice leverage spot if he can't quite go all of the snaps. I think Josh Palmer becomes a very interesting play. Yeah, I think Josh Palmer's fine either way because you could just see a Mike Williams decoy. Uh, you know, it's like yeah, but I want him filling in for Mike Williams. When he doesn't fill in for Mike Williams, he's really not that good. Yeah, but I mean, on this slate, it's a two game. You're playing for what Mike Williams goes down after the first series and can't. There's like I'm not playing for injury. I'm just saying there's definitely opportunities for Palmer either way. And Allen is going to be extremely popular at seven thousand on the slate as well. Yeah, who do you think is the most owned quarterback on the slate? Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, definitely. Who is if you said to pick? You know, like I said, I want to run through these ones pretty quickly. Who is your favorite of the quarterbacks on the slate? Pro- oh, so close. Probably Purdy just because he's directly beneath him. And just use Purdy to do his job and check down and be a piece of the – let these guys drag him along. He's got every offensive weapon on the slate. I think San Francisco pounds him. Like, I see, time. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't see it being close. I think this might be um, the biggest blowout we see all week. Now, yeah. I, think, I think this one – I mean, listen, it's me. Be completely wrong. I think this game ends up – I think Seattle covers the spread. 
It's, it's going to be this or the Buffalo game. Yeah. I, I think Baltimore somehow finds a way to hang in there against uh, Cincy versus... I would agree with you to an extent on that, but I think that Seattle finds a way to either keep it close or in garbage time make it close on paper despite the game never being close. Yeah, I, like I they'll mean... Have just, their, they'll have their lock shot like, or their DK t- shot. Yeah, but only the only thing I've heard about that is people citing like, well, look at what the Raiders did to them a couple weeks ago. Look how close that could be. Like, it's just not... This is going to be... I don't know. I, I think if you wanted a teaser this week, and it's a lot will be doing it, but San Francisco and Buffalo, just tease them down and put whatever on it. That's that's the one. Full game slate. The six gamer that's out there. I I just want every piece of that Tampa and Dallas game as possible. Really? Yeah. I think that game is a shootout. I think it's slow. Really? Yeah. I think they're just gonna run. You got Pollard, Zeke, White, Fournette. Everyone wants it to be this bomb game over, like back and forth. Mike Evans, Godwin, use the other side with Lamb, all that. They're going to be throwing at some, of course. Look at the two quarterbacks. But I, I think it's going to be an under. Okay. And I think those are good plays. I think on the main on that slate, you look at it, I think those running backs are cheap, man. Like, for yeah. some reason, they made Fournette yeah. 5,300. On this slate, the optimal lineup for the six-gamer. Okay. Brady is the quarterback with Godwin in the flex. Those are your two bucks. ETN, Barkley, Zay Jones, Diggs, Richie James, Hawkinson at tight end, and Jags D. The optimizer loves Jags D. Okay, one sec. I got it. this one because there's a little more games. I got most of it. So I got, I got Brady, Barkley, ETN, Zay Jones, uh, Jacksonville defense. You said Godwin D- is in there as well. Yeah, Godwin's the flex. Diggs and Richie James. Diggs and Richie James, of with, course. With TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, this makes sense on paper. Okay. Yeah. What, what do you have that projecting for? I'm curious. Oh, it's the highest of the day. Yeah, but like, what, what's the actual number? I it, it, it shows 143. Okay, my, mine shows 139. Yeah, so we're close. You can get off that pretty easily, though. Like, if you didn't want to use Zay Jones, you could try I to... mean, this is just all the best plays in the lineup. Yeah. This is going to be easily exploitable when you've got six games to play with. Like yeah, you can just move it, just... And you're going to have lineups... Twist the knob just a yeah. little bit. You, you'll be able to make a purely correlated lineup that makes sense, that you love, that features good game theory, everything all involved and still be two or three points less than that and way less ownership. And none of these, you know, Zay Jones, here's the thing about the main slate, Zay Jones, Richie James, those guys become even worse plays because their price is awesome to make everything fit. But now you have way more options to compare against. And we were talking about Richie James, all we could really compare against on the three game slate was the, the Hodgins and the Slaytons and the KJ Osborne's then what, right? Change your build up. I guess here you've got lots of different ways you can go about it. Would you like to hear the optimal showdown lineup for Monday Night Football? Let's, let me go to it for a second here, and we'll do it. Yeah, it's uh, Tampa Bay Dallas. Brady is the captain. Okay. Now, I, this is 10,000 simulations. This one appears 13 times as the optimal. And this isn't building in like, hey, I want 4-2-3-3-5-1. This is just straight up what it told Who me. is it? Yeah, exactly. It's Brady as the captain with Otten, Godwin, and Rashad White. Dak and Tony Pollard. That seems like the most uncorrelated lineup of all time. Martin, Godwin, Rashad White. Dak and Pollard. Dak and Pollard. So it's Dak. In this lineup, you're saying Brady throws to his backs, Godwin, and hits a rando tight end for a touchdown. Dak throws to Pollard for some gains, and they do everything on the ground. And Dak steals a touchdown from Zeke. I guess that's a story that you tell yourself with this lineup. I don't love this lineup, but like I'm not good at showdown, so yeah, it definitely. Make, it still makes sense on paper. Like it's Brady with two two pass catchers, which is what you're going to want. It's got a running back that can fill in for that, and then it's 
Maybe Pollard scored early and then gets the checkdowns. He gets plenty of passing work, so it works. And the way the reason it's still at least a little bit unique, it won't be in the big slate with a million bucks up top because everyone's got lineups like this. But I'm saying you have Dak with no pass catcher, but you you do have a pass. It's Pollard in a running back disguised position as your pass catcher. And what has his targets been? They've been pretty solid, I think. Go ahead. So the next three that appear in the optimal most often actually do not project for the second, third, and fourth most points. It's just the way that these 10,000 simulations went. The next highest total of all of them is Brady, Otten, Godwin, Fournette, Dak, and Schultz would be the next highest projected point total. But in terms of the optimal, it wasn't close with the way that it got spit out. The next three that are all tied with 11 out of the 10,000 simulations, two of them have Brady as a captain. One of them is Otten, Godwin, Evans, Gage, and Pollard. So a 5-1 Tampa onslaught. So what, what was that one? I just want to see the projection difference in the two. That was Brady as the captain. Otten, Godwin, Evans, Gage. Otten, Godwin, Evans, Gage. With Pollard. So the difference I have is seven points between that first lineup and this lineup. Although this one leaves $1,200 on the table. Brady, Evans, you said, but this one leaves big money. Yeah, this one, this one leaves 1200 bucks, right? Yeah. And I have it as the first one was the... The first one I had as 105.5 points. I have this one at 99 points. Yeah, I've got this one 10 points worse than that. That's just what ended up coming up. And but then, again, you're going a 5-1 here, full onslaught. Like, I, I can see where people could get to this very easily. So, so the, the other lineup is almost the exact same thing. It has four of the same pieces, except you take out Cade Otten and replace him with Leonard Fournette. You take out Tony Pollard and pre- replace him with Brett Mayer. <laughs> Just the kicker, wow. Yeah, and that one projects it almost the same as the last one. How much money does that one use? All of it. And that's with Gage. Uses all 50000 I think I'm missing a piece here. Evans? Brady, Evans, Godwin, Fournette, Gage. Brady, Evans, Godwin, oh, Fournette, Gage. And then Brett Mayer. Fournette, Gage, Fournette, Gage. All right, I got it. Um, it does seem to me like everyone's kind of like Dallas passing stack is probably the contrarian side of this game. Yeah. Like no running backs, Dak, Lamb, Schultz, Noah Brown, and then figure out the two bucks that you like. I think that'll be... If you're going to play it, that's probably the way to play it to get off of like Brady, Evans, Godwin. They're just going to be, and Pollard are going to be like your four most popular captains. I love this slate because, again, I think you and many others will look for these pass catchers, and I think you can build lineups here. A lot of those optimals, which is awesome, but they still had Godwin in there or they still had Evans in there or whatever. So you want to use Pollard, Zeke, White, and Fournette. And then I want to use Otten, and I want to use Schultz, and I want to use the quarterbacks, and I want to use the kickers, and I want to use the defenses. I have a huge pool. Like, oh, you named everybody. No, but I'm saying when you build you, a well, bunch of lineups. No, you have no Lamb, no Godwin, no Evans. Yeah, and I'm not going to, again, people that know me and will see the stuff on Run Pure and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not building all my lineups that way. I'm saying that's where I've had some great success this season in Showdown is you, you're not going off the board looking for the weird play in Showdown or leaving all the salary to just make it unique. That does make you unique, but it doesn't guarantee you to win just because you're unique. I'm looking for, say, okay, maybe it's a Dalton Schultz, Schultz captain. That would include Dak for sure. Well, and the first thing you told me when you came on is that I think this game is a shootout. You don't. Right. Therefore, defense, kickers, running backs they is the story sense. is the story that you're telling. Yes. Yep. Like I, I can go in to run the Sims right now. Like we have you know, points scored for Dallas, 23. Let's just say this game is 17-14. Mm-hmm. What happens then? So say 17-14 for Dallas. How does that shake itself out? I'm not going to twist any of the other knobs or anything, but just 
do 10,000 more simulations of 1714, the score. And can I note something while you do that? For yep. a Just one thing I want to bring up why I love running The Sims is also you'll have people out there watching this right now, Pat, saying, oh, Pat, Tambo, they're crazy. Like, Tambo's crazy. It's never going to be 1714, these two teams. First of all, we know that's not true. It could be. But uh, that's not the point. It also could be right to the total. We could see 24-21, right around that 45-point total, or it goes over even. But on Run the Sims, you can change the rushing share and what they're doing. I'm saying how they get there. What if more running backs score the touchdowns and tight ends and that stuff? I can change all that on Run the Sims. I I would say that, and that's actually a really good point, so let's do that. It doesn't. I don't think it's going to be a 17-14 as much as I'm saying if it goes under, let's say 24-21. Let's call it 21. Let's call it 21-17, a slight under. Sure. So, and in that game, I think both teams probably run the ball a little bit more. So instead of a 50% rush rate for Dallas, we'll increase that to 60%. Yes. And for Tampa Bay, instead of a 34% rush rate, let's call it 45%. And we'll call their rushing TD rate instead of 18%. We'll call it 30%. That's not a big adjustment whatsoever. It's fair. And uh, we'll boost up from 40 to 50% rushing touchdown rate. Although I think it's probably higher than that. Let's call it 60% for Dallas. They love rushing the ball. Yeah, of course. And we'll call the sack rates 6% and 6.5% on either side. Just make it easy on ourselves to give us a unique build that way run that 10,000 times and now see what our yeah and we're not popular. going in player by player trying to be these heroes yeah. and guess it we're letting just, the sims just still to, work like here's the game here's flow. what the game looks like and again you're building game flows and showdown that's what it's all about a million bucks up top too so here's how it now looks the two most optimal lineups both have pollard as the captain okay it's pollard as the captain with myers and those are the only two dallas players then it's godwins brady and evans with rashad white then here's I think this is the build that you were looking to get for, and it's one that projects for the most points. And it's with Pollard as captain still. It's Pollard with captain Brett Mayer as a flex. Okay. With Zeke. Yeah. Love and this. then it's Brady, Godwin, and Fournette. Yeah, I love this build by the way. Uh, uses all the money. That's unfortunate, but you can play around with it. But uh, I mean, I- you could just use Zeke as your captain and use Pollard in the flex and hope Zeke scores three touchdowns or two touch two of the implied touchdowns in this game hopefully they both go to Zeke and all of a sudden Pollard racks up the yardage but Zeke outscores him for a cheaper price and now you're probably at like 48 50 or something another another great point Pat that you brought up there is that exactly it's just all one guy beats one guy which is standard it projects almost the exact same but leaves the hundred bucks on the table instead of the max it's not going to make a huge difference but just good that you brought it up but I will say that's the prime build where like I said you don't have no pass catchers but I've got two running backs and the kicker that's how Dallas scores their points. Let's say they are the 20, what do you say, 21? I, I had them at 20. I had the game at 2017. Yeah, okay. So so let's say they're the, the 17 side even, but just, they get the yards on the ground, the bonus. So that's a touchdown for each of them. The kicker, the extra points, all that could be a thing. And then the other side, you've got Brady Fournette for the touchdowns that, that rack it up. But Godwin's a PPR guy too. Yeah, he'll what get if, his nine he for 96. His, yeah, yeah, exactly. He gets his nine for 70 or something like that. And he just needs to be in there. Those are the types of builds. You don't have to have no pass catchers. I'm just saying if most of the lineups that we're seeing are going to want to have the other setup of Godwin. Evans, Lamb, you can fit. Like you, There's affordability here to be able to put those guys in. You could do it the other way. If you don't think my way is right and flip it to your way, you could build other lineups where you'd use all pass catchers. Right? Set it up that way. Use the, you know, don't use Brady at captain, but who's the, the cheapest guy that it liked? It was like, what, Gage, you said? Yeah. If you go Gage, you can probably fit everybody. You go Brady, Dak. I'm just filling it out quickly. You got Godwin, who it loved. Uh, you got Kate Otten. Who it loved? Where, where's he at now? I got him down at the bottom here, so that will fill that out. And that leaves me exact money, well, 200 bucks left on the table to get C.D. Lamb, 
So you got Gage, Otten, Godwin, Brady, Dak Lamb. 200 bucks on the table. And to look at it, the captain optimal rate right now is powered by a bunch. 22%. Brady, Fournette, and Godwin all around 12%. Those are the big four when it comes to who the optimal captains are right now. After that, it's Dak. And then it's another big drop-off, and it gets to Rashad White and C.D. Lamb and Zeke. Like, those yeah. guys are all around, like, 5 6%. Yeah, probably the most interesting point to round it out, at least on my end for this slate, would be the Fournette ownership. Because, again, you know, playoff Lenny, all the stuff on the main slate people are using. People are going to have him everywhere. It's not very noticeable to go from Pollard to Zeke, right? It's, I believe, 200 bucks. But Fournette to White is 7200 to 5400 for example, that lineup we gave earlier, you could just leave leave it as is. I, I said it's unfortunate, uses all the money. Yeah, just, just drop Fournette to White, done. Yeah, and, and hopefully you just it, leave it the hits. money. And it's like it, that isn't you didn't do anything crazy. You just said White beats Fournette. It's very possible that that happens in this game on a single game slate. So that's the types of things you're doing here. Just it's some of it's basic to most, but I'm just saying in general, little things like that is all it takes. Not who's the diamond in the rough at the bottom that, you know, Cameron Brait's going to come in at 200 bucks and break the slate. No, <laughs> break the slate. You know, that's what, you know, people are coming up with these things, me included. So just, I'm saying it's, that's what people look for when it's not what you have to do. I need white to beat Fournette. They're both running backs. They split the, the shares pretty much. They're in the same game, same one game slate spot. It leaves huge money on the table. You're more unique and it can beat them. All right. That will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. You want to do what we just did and conform it to what you think is going to happen, run the sims.com slash Mayo to get yourself that discount. Super easy to use. We like said, sometimes it's just about turning a few different levers. You don't, you don't need to go full galaxy brain and say, well, I think that Rashad White is going to get 7.4% of the receiving. We're not just like, that. here's what they get. That's the best part of yeah. it though. I mean, we talk about it all day for obvious reasons, but it is the truth. Like it's, you go on, you let the simulations do the work. But you can say, I want to see what this game... If you have an opinion the on game, game flow, that can change things drastically from what the general public is doing with the, the projection sites. And they're letting them just say the projections are always right. You're getting projections, but you're also getting them based on how you see the game flow going. A lot of people use it. Great tool to have. If you don't have it, it's worth t- checking out. Now would be the time. Yeah. RunPureSports.com. No discounts right now. It's too good. <laughs> you, you can get discounts. Hit me up if you want a discount on Twitter. DM Tambo at Totag and Tambo. He'll get you a discount code. We'll get you a discount code. But RunPureSports.com, yes, all sports, one price. Same thing. You compare that with it. I mean, that's the thing about RunPure. The tools you have, like Run, run the Sims, RunPure, makes perfect sense together. RTS, RPS. There we are. It's a workout. You've got the tool. You've got the content from the people that are putting the time into the tools to then sort of make it more layman's terms, expedite the process for you, simplify the slate to make it easier for you in that sense. Super easy. We'll be back next week for the final DraftKings show of the year. Did not think we'd go for an hour and 15 minutes on this, but here we are. (laughs) Oh, it's always fun talking, but we're back every... If you miss Tambo and me, we are here every Wednesday talking golf, DraftKings at the same time. So hopefully you'll... uh, (laughs) You know why I'm smiling. We got a big sweat this afternoon on Eric Cole. One under through round one. Eric Cole was third in the field in approach yesterday. He's solid. Could, That's could, I'm sweating it. Not could, you. Couldn't you're, make you're, a putt to save his life. But you might be are. sweating it for your lineups. I'm sweating if I what, what we're sending out on Twitter because we'll see what he what he looks like after this round. The listeners league is getting close to full. You can find that down in the description right now. It's three max entry, fifteen dollars to play. It's the Sunday only slate. Once again, run the slash mayo to get yourself that discount. Smash like, sub to the channel, rate and review the pod, and sub to that too on the way out. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Family experience. Experience.